Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Goalie Science, the podcast that bridges the gap between goaltending, science, and peak performance. I'm your host, Jamie Phillips, a former professional goalie, currently pursuing a doctorate in physical therapy and specializing in goalie performance coaching. Joining me as always is Dr. Ben Cernick, a seasoned goalie coach and sports analytics specialist. Whether you find yourself at home, on the road, or at the rink, grab a cup of your favorite beverage and let's drop the puck on this week's episode. Hello, everyone. You probably are just the first ones to listen to Jamie's brand new introduction, which as of this exact moment, I haven't even fully heard, but I, I know it's good, Jamie. Tell me it's good. I, I know. So because I prefaced what do you think, and then you gave me edits, and then I didn't listen to any of the edits, part I made it my way. Um, that's yeah. what I wanted to hear. We have an intro now, so that's, are we, are we some are saying we're a real podcast. Maybe we're going to wait to the top 50 hockey podcasts. Jamie, we're getting dangerously close to our one-year anniversary episode, actually. Next week. Yeah. May, well, either one week or two weeks. Either way, it's coming up. Yeah. Counting is hard. I'm not too worried about it. But yeah, I'm excited. We'll have to do a, a big hurrah. And by that, I mean, we'll probably talk about something. Not well, we do already. we do have a sort of tentative in-person, first in-person pod together. <laughs> it took us... I think it was over a year, but we might we might have one in September. So uh, I'm excited that shirts will be on. Uh, maybe I don't know. We'll see. I, I I think this actually at this point in my life, I don't think I don't think I don't give. Let's keep it. Safe. We don't exercise enough uh, as we as or as much as we used to to have to keep our our shirts on. But uh, good to have you back. Uh, a couple of weeks of just carrying the boats, as David Goggins once said. Uh, I got a lot of feedback. People reaching out to me saying, Ben, we miss you. Uh, you carry this podcast week after week. And so that felt nice to, to get that response. So to all of you who reached out to me, you know who you are. Uh, thank you. That meant the world to me. 
but the, I did listen. I was, I was again, I was a listener for the past few weeks. I actually, I loved, I loved both episodes. I really, I thought, uh, I thought former coach Derek Bujan does a great job as always. I think he always, I always learn something when I hear Derek talk about what he's thinking. I also always find myself kind of disagreeing with some stuff. So it's good. It's healthy. It's, it's mentally stimulating. And then I thought, I thought Max's interview and Max's story was really interesting. I also was so thrown off by how amazing his English is. And I felt like really bad about myself. Yeah. And his and English, we, that's, it's funny. We talked about that too, in terms of some of, in his, some of the words he was using, most native English speakers didn't like, wouldn't use. Yeah. Uh, again, like, like going to Europe makes you feel like such a peasant, like growing up in North yeah. America, where maybe you speak English and French or English and Spanish. Uh, Max speaks Finnish, Swedish, Spanish, English, French, and a little bit of like South African. Uh, well, you said he grew up in And then, did I say Spanish? I, I like a little bit of German. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a loser. <laughs> I'm a loser. Yeah, I uh, I mean, yeah, I was, like I said, I was just caught so off guard. I'd never heard of this before. I was so impressed. I was like, this is, one, a really, really smart person. And two, I'm always just so impressed by, again, like, I didn't even, I didn't even hear an accent. I was like, what? Yeah, so that's that's the product of, of being in a bunch of different environments and, and, and growing up and living in a whole bunch of different places, right? Yeah, no, his English, his English is top tier. So it was good to have him on. I was glad to to get that. And I need to, I need to interview uh, Mo. I need to finish the trifecta of, of Michigan Tech goalies. But I, yeah, we gotta get, um, I gotta set some up. I want to have you on the podcast. There's two two goalie coaches. One was one of the bigger ones in 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 Finland. Um, we'll, we'll save it a little bit of preview. We want everyone to be a surprise. But I like to have you on because you know just to ask your questions. Otherwise, it's me just talking. So you, you tend to it's you trying to imagine the questions I'd be asking, right? Yeah, yeah. I just say chat GPT. You are Ben Cernick. What questions would you ask? Yeah. Um, speaking of questions, I would ask Jamie some questions that I wanted to ask this week to you. We wanted to talk a little bit about. We thought this would be kind of it's in this in the summer, you know, and winding down at the end of the summer. Not that much hockey stuff's happening. Some people get ready into their junior camps. Uh, I think most people are kind of doing who are in junior hockey or doing their junior preseason exhibition games. Well, if you're Fox Motors AAA, you started playing games last weekend, regular season games already. My teams are just in exhibition games. So my uh, my minor hockey team. And uh, well, to, to be fair, US is like America schools start. Yeah, a schools sure. started like two weeks ago for a lot of kids. Yeah. So yeah, so things so things happen a little bit earlier uh, down here, as they say. You're getting started. Yeah, well. <laughs> Well, minor hockey and actually stupid. Definitely this week we wanted to talk about some interesting stories that we had once we kind of got into junior hockey, once we got out of minor hockey. Uh, for those who are listening for a while, know that me and Jamie took very different paths to ultimately end up in this same video call. So here we are. But we kind of want to share some, we thought some, some funny stories, some lighthearted stories, just something to kind of keep us in a good mood as people are getting ready for, for the start of the season and getting ready for kind of going through those junior main camps and exhibition games. So Jamie, do you want to go first or you want to want me to, to take charge with just kind of like a, a funny, a good funny story? You know what? You, you can, you can kick us off. Uh, I think the junior hockey stories is, is a good one too, because junior training camps are coming up for some listeners. They're already in juniors or, you know, in a year or two, we're going to get there, or maybe they just don't know what they're going to expect. I was actually on a call with a goalie earlier. And he's, you know, getting the opportunity to practice for the junior club. And like, what does that mean? And 
and kind of how crazy it is. And also what I think is crazy is that a lot of these tier three leagues in the United States carry four plus goalies. And that's a lot of goalies. Oh, Jamie, just, um, uh, no comments. No, 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 comment no, no, let's, no comments. Let's keep things on a lighter note. Ben, why don't you kick us off? Like what, what, what's, what's one of the stories that you have that basically defines junior hockey for you? So I have this really impressive ability. I, for those who, again, for those who are listening, I actually only played one year of junior. I somehow avoided junior hockey for a long time. I did everything but include playing college. So I kind of avoided it for a while. But when I got into junior, I had this amazing ability to let in goals from the other end of the ice, which normally you think is probably not a good skill to have. But uh, I was I was reminded of this one. Um, Jamie, you had mentioned, you were talking, I think it was you were in your uh, in your interview with, with Derek Bouja, and you were talking about how you there was a goal you let in where you just lost a puck in purple seats. Mm. Um, well, Jamie, we played actually, funny enough, very different time, but in the same junior league, the same division, just for different teams. Yes. Um, and I'm, uh, I wouldn't say I played, but I was <laughs> there. Well, I played. I, I played men. Yes. You uh, but I'm not sure if you remember the old, the old Jack Arena in St. Catharines, like where the Ice Dogs first played. And that rink is a pretty decent sized bowl but for whatever reason whatever reason the opposing seats on the opposite side of the home goalie are dark green and dark blue oh i remember and so if you're the home goalie well the away goalie only gets it for one period but if you were the home goalie and you know not always the most fans on the other behind the other team's goalie sometimes you would just never if the puck went in, in above the dasher you just never saw it and you were just praying you could kind of pick it up out of there. And so I remember this story. And this is a bit of a shock of Derek Bougie too. But we're playing in a playoff game. Um, it's the elimination game. Like game five. I think we're up 3-1 in the series. And the game's like 5-1. So we're coasting, right? It's like, per- we're good. We're good to go. We're going to we're gonna win. And uh, a guy steps over. He steps over his own blue line. Puts a puck straight into the, straight into the dasher. And all I hear is, ding bar down far blue line um which you know it, it made it five two we ended up winning the game through six or something uh and and derek was was pretty funny afterwards he didn't actually care he was like that's just that's one of the worst goals i've ever seen in my entire life i said thank you and it wouldn't have been that bad had i not let in a goal earlier that season from the far end of the ice the uh, other team iced the puck and it was like a clear ice i was like okay like whatever you know everyone knows that it was like clear icing whatever you'll like go stop the pocket to the ref be a good guy right like try to make their leg easy so clear icing so i kind of just like hop out thinking in my head play the puck have it in my feet i'm like kicking it around and a guy just comes flying out of nowhere and pokes at my feet apparently the ice don't wave so <laughs> just two separate instances which is impressive considering those were only like 20 physical games apart uh, and I'm not sure many junior goalies can say that they let in two goals from the other side of half in a single season. Jamie, your thoughts? Not good. Not good. <laughs> not, not what we're looking for. That actually reminds me, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a pre-junior story. So like uh, minor midget AAA. So now they call that U16. Yeah. Um, they had a essential scouting for the OHL. I cannot remember his name. Is um, it Rob Kinemura? That's exactly who it was. No, and anyways, we were playing in Burlington, and I right off the faceoff, they won it and shot it in for a shot on me. And from right there, he did not like me, obviously, given the quality of the goal I gave up. 
also told a head coach that I needed glasses and I should get my eyes checked. Um, so I probably wasn't going to go play in the OHL after that. Somehow it got drafted, but fourth round, fourth round, pretty good. Um, I try to think of like, yeah, junior story. I didn't really have any major ones from, uh, my time in the Goge just cause I didn't play enough. Jim, it was the starting goalie in Brantford for you, Bryce O'Hagan. No, it was not. It was Daryl Borden. Uh-huh. Oh, I always thought it was Bryce. Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't Bryce. I think Bryce. What what year is Bryce? Ninety. Ninety. Um. So I, Borden. So when I was sixteen, the eighty nines were the overagers. Um. But yeah, he. he I mean, yeah, he he must have played the year after because he went up and. For those who don't know, uh, Bryce O'Hagan. And Ontario U17 goalie and a U18 goalie, uh, five-year OHL guy to one, two, three, oh, sorry, four-year OHL goalie, um, and then went to the university that I played at, Ontario Tech. Played one season, was an all-Canadian, and then didn't play again. Like actually, like such a good goalie. Anyways, uh, and I was a really good goalie coach. Um, yeah, so yeah, good show that's what I've heard of you. So brace for that. Um, well. Yeah, not that many stories. I think one of the biggest. Well, I know Derek. Derek gave one of the good ones away. But that's better for you know his point of view. But I think managing and understanding um, how what just like when you get to junior, kind of all bets are off, and at least they were back in the day in terms of what the things coaches would say and say and do to you. Um, I. Remember the well. It's always great when you you don't play well and you get pulled, and then the coach comes in and yells at you and tells you that the elephant in the room and why you're losing is is all your fault. Um, I remember one time we had a Christmas tournament and we were playing against uh, I think it was Hawkesbury, and so we weren't like a great. They were we were a really good team. We obviously won the RBC Cup that year, and they were not a great team, but. We went out and played, and I think they scored two goals in the first. I can't remember. I remember one of the goals was like a one-timer from the slot. I can't remember the other one. But I remember uh, Sheldon Keith came in, and he, like, I thought everything was fine. Like, you know, we're only down like 2-1 or 2 nothing. Like, we'll be okay. And he came in, and he said, he's just like, if you give up one more goal, don't even look at the bench. Just skate off the ice, get undressed, and get on the, the car, get in the car with your parents and go home. Because my parents had come out to watch. And he said, and they hit three more posts the rest of that game. Didn't score, but holy crap, was I so scared and so nervous. Like, I thought, I thought that was it. Like, I thought, like, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I couldn't focus. I couldn't focus. One bit. Jamie, do you think that uh, the reason you didn't let any goals is because you were just so motivated, actually? Because that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing uh, that was just great motivation tactics, and you felt very happy to play. In my yeah, right? no, I I, I I sit around now and I'm like, hey, like, gee, why did you develop so much anxiety? And it's like, oh, maybe that had to do with it. All the little things that add up. Um, yeah. There's just like so many things. I remember once you were watching um, you're watching the game tape, and I made a save. It hit my glove, bounced out, and then the play like continued, broke out of the zone came back in and then they scored and then he, he would like play the video of the save and then rewind it and yeah. then but not the goal just the puck hitting my glove 
and then proceeded to yell at me saying, if I just caught the puck, none of this would have happened. And he's like, not wrong about it, but also like we broke out of the zone. So yeah. yeah. And so like that kind of, that kind of stuff I think was like, oh. Those always feel like a statute of limitations thing. Like if you make a, a save and you have kind of a bad rebound, if the play continues for four minutes without a whistle and then it goes in, like <laughs> we've probably reached... Unless it was like unless it was like a what a belly trap you misplayed and the puck never left the zone. Yeah. I think as soon as the puck leaves the zone, that that statue limitation like there's weird. probably like like if the puck changes possessions four times, I think there's <laughs> probably like I think we could probably forgive the right? I yeah, think, it's I think no probably relaxed. It's no longer your fault. Um I'm trying to think. I think one of the when I played out uh when I played out west in BC, uh our bus did not have a working toilet on it. Oh. And we Health code had some long, long bus rides, like from Powell River to like Merritt or like Salmon Arm. We didn't go to PG that year, but then we had some like 11, 12 hour bus rides. And all I can say is I'm glad I wasn't a rookie. Uh, and yeah, you really had to manage your fluid and food intake. Uh, not, not ideal, but the bc mountains though worth it beautiful gorgeous very gorgeous. very beautiful uh yeah i think that that's, that's the that's the independent bc championship yeah oh yeah I, I guess we talked about getting someone on we really i need to put that on my to-do list to get someone on to talk about that league um okay i had two stories what about you anything else what you got um i was gonna kind of flip the script because there's a i mean i'm always a little concerned we, we laugh about stories now and we kind of talk about a few stories from from our days in, in college and two but it's always funny to look back at these and and laugh and be okay with them now but you know this is also the the one every time we do a story episode you know this is the psa to, to kids and parents and coaches and players like you know let's we can be a little bit better in our communication <laughs> styles with people um and especially as goalie people very rarely very rarely i find after a certain age does a goalie not realize that goal is their fault or a sequence of goals are that fault. I would honestly say that if you get to a certain level in a certain age and people don't think goals are their fault, that's a red flag more yeah. so than the need to, right? So if you're a coach or parent or and you feel like your coaches really come naturally that way, um, and you already are aware of the bad goals you're letting in, okay, that's you know what that might be a conversation. Hopefully that can communication can improve. But also you know. The onus is on us as goalies to identify when stuff is um, our fault as well. But this does lead into what I want to talk about. Is I actually think, Jamie, you and I can talk a little bit of onus about some stuff that actually went well. Like, I think there's actually, rarely, we probably had some good moments. Um, shockingly, and I, again, I, I said this before, I had a good coach moment um, when I was playing, and I'm happy talking about this, I was playing fall hockey. Uh, so if, if when you go play down in prep school uh, in the U.S., you play two seasons. You play one season with like kind of a bit of a super team, and then you play your other season for your school. And my first year down there, our super team was pretty good. We were a U18 team, or maybe technically called U19, I guess. Um, I don't know how it really works. But we had like six or seven NHL draft picks on our team, which is like when you think about a U18 AAA team, <laughs> pretty good. good. Pretty good. We didn't lose a game for our first 20. That was kind of fun. Uh, our next year, we did not have that many draft picks. Uh, in fact, I think we had one. So we lost a, we lost a bunch of those guys. 
But I remember that we played this team that had like 15 or 16 Division One commits. So again, a preposterous U18, Triple A team that like 15 or 16 D1 guys on it. Um, and we played them seven times. I played them seven times, and I went oh and seven. Uh, <laughs> but I remember, I remember this one game. We lost like two one in a semifinal of a tournament. Like you know, we're in a tournament, and for whatever reason, we run into this team. They're already in our league. We already play them a bunch, and we just run them, or whatever. And we lose two one. And I think we've all been there as goalies. We're like, you're sitting there, you're wondering, like, I I don't know what else to do. Like, I cannot beat this team, right? Like, I'm doing my best. And I just sat there, and this this coach came up to me, and he just looks at me, and he goes, "What are you possibly sad about?" And I was like, "What do you, what do you mean?" You know, this is me. I'm I'm turning 19 at the time, so I've already been told by some other coaches they don't like me very much so i already have a pretty strong feeling of myself in that um and i'm like what do you mean like we lost like i can't beat them. like i'm at this point it was like the fifth time i lost them that year and he goes yeah but wasn't that a great game and i just kind of looked at him. and i think like, didn't know what to say and he goes wasn't that one hell of an effing game though and I was talking with my fiance uh, last week about that. And I won a bunch of tournaments with the, with those that, those super teams. I don't really care about any of those. That's like still one of my favorite memories from from playing for those teams. Was a coach that like could actually appreciate that like someone does lose in a hockey game, right? So I want to give a shout out a shout out to that story because I thought that was nice. You know, like it's something I still think about where it's like. I thought I played pretty well. The team actually did play pretty well. Sometimes you just lose games to what, right? Like hockey's a game full of variance. So I, I thought, Jimmy, I thought we'd mix it up with actually a positive story. I'll be honest. I have to rake my brain a, quite a bit. There's some positive stories. Uh, I know, which is terrifying to me. I hope you know that. She's not good. It's not healthy. Um, <laughs> this is an important question, actually, Jimmy. No, this, maybe this kind of takes the, the story down the other way. That's obviously a positive story about a game we've lost. Think about how much you're, we kind of always focus on the positives associated only with winning. Like, yeah, a lot of the positive stories I can think about are celebrating after you win. Don't be wrong. Winning's great. Like, winning, very good. Uh, I think, in fact, it's the point of the game most of the time. Uh, but at the same time, I think there's value in growth, especially when you're dealing in, in junior hockey and minor hockey, where the point of that is still development, Right. For the most part, I'd say. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I'm trying to think. It's 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 tough for me to even think because I I have so many like the only ones that stick out are like the negative ones or like the stories that like I can't say on on podcast. Um, <laughs> Jamie, did but, tell you, Did anyone ever tell you they were proud of you? Should I start telling you that I'm proud of you? Yeah, I mean, like my, my dad did, but none of my coach, none of my coaches that I played junior did. Um, one of the funny, I, I definitely been a part of two buses catching on fire in Juke yeah. Hockey. Yeah. And having to wholesale the gear out of the, the bottom, uh, never like full blown in flames, but enough where we had to stop on the side of the highway and pull everything out. Um, not, not good. I, yeah, I, most of the funny stories are like riding in, in the buses. Um, just trying to think. Playing in BC is also a big thing. My, this is a funny story. Uh, the junior team that I worked for, 
only like one team is far enough away to justify having a bus. So not a lot of bus trips for the team that I work with. Um, last year, and I don't know this, your bus is called the fire. Last year, uh, one of the bus drivers just backed up straight into a pole, just like full, like full scene, leaving the parking lot into the pole. And I think that really sets the tone for a game when, uh, when we can't quite get out of the parking lot. Uh, I'm not even sure if we won that game, but like the, the bus incident, the bus, beyond the bus is fun. I mean, like even the junior team, the junior team I played on, uh, bus trips were way shorter than my prep school bus trips. Those are pretty long. And then for when I was playing in college, same as you, like you had to fly sometimes. Um, yeah. But we had like 10 and 12 hour bus trips in college. So those aren't, those are, I don't know. Those are fun, Jamie. I'm not sure I'll ever call them fun. No, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't, I actually enjoyed, well, once I was done with school, uh, I didn't have anything to like really think about or worry about. So I didn't mind the, the bus trips. I remember while, well, when I was playing on a team, the head coach was part of like the, the world junior A challenge. And so I don't know if hockey Canada still has this rule, but at one point when like cell phones still weren't as popular, they had a rule where it was like no cell phones, like six hours before game time. And so they would take our phones, um, uh, and so our coach took it to the extreme where it was no cell phones like 12 hours before. And so that's not fun when you have to sit on a bus for 12 hours. Uh, what are you supposed to do? Read? Talk to your parents? Listen to music? Um, so that was uh, very, very frustrating. I think it was, um, when we played in BC because we were in Powell River and us getting home or two games was dictated by the ferries. Um, the ferries stop at night. I don't know what it's, the time is, like 9 or 10 is the last ferry out. So after every road game, we'd have to stay in like Langley area. We actually, I think it would be Langley um, at the Sandman Hotel. I don't know if it's still kicking, probably. And yeah. we would eat at Yield Spaghetti Factory. So that not only would be our pregame, but it'd be our post game. And then the dinner we'd have to have when we're waiting for the fairies. And it would always be a set menu. Like it was never in order. And I, like there's a reason I don't eat pasta anymore because I had so much pasta and that like, what's that? Like kind of that red soup, uh, minestrone, minestrone soup. And don't mind the old timey, (laughs) old timey alarm clock. Uh, like, it's not 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 at home at the moment, but minestrone soup all like ten times a week ish. The same man, the same one. If we ever uh, were you ever shoe checked in junior, uh, I never got shoe checked. Actually, I never got shoe checked in junior. I never got shoe checked in boarding school, and I never got shoe checked in college. I survived my entire playing career without getting shoe checked. Good for you. I got shoe checked and I can't remember what I sang, but I do not have a singing voice. And I had to do it in front of, I've been shoe checked twice and it's been incredibly, incredibly embarrassing. For those that don't know, shoe check is when uh, a teammate crawls under the table while you're at dinner with a knife full of butter. And we'll Just play. so much butter. Like and so we'll put much the butter. butter. Typically it's on your dress shoes. And then everyone will tap their glasses like uh, like at a wedding when you want the bride and groom to kiss. And then you, you look down to see who's got the butter on her shoe. And if it's you, you have to stand up on your chair and sing in front of the entire restaurant. Um, 
so yeah, that was one of the ones that uh, I can't remember what I sang, but I I wish I had a, a good singing voice. But I also never like gone to the table. I realized early on that if I didn't want to get shoot checked, I wouldn't just don't be involved in any of those activities. And yeah. the chances of you getting shoot checked are, are lower, not zero, but lower. Yeah, I mean that's a yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some place. You gotta stay vigilant when you're at team dinner, and that's some good advice for everyone. Just be aware of your surroundings. Don't don't relax at dinner. Yeah, or well, you should, whatever it is, you need to be on alert. Keep your eyes on the two people who you trust least on the team, because they're the ones probably on the table. Or as always, every team's got one. Every team's or do you sit with your feet under the ch- under the chair, not under the table? Yeah, that's a venture move too. Jimmy, I was going to ask you this one. This is a bit of a, a bit of a side. This reminding me of that um, of, of getting shoe checked and. Part of junior hockey, and I think this is shifting like largely to a better place than it would have been when when we were younger, which I think is like the idea of quote unquote rookie party. I think that is, I think we are moving away from like traditional hazing. I hope we're moving away from traditional hazing. Um, really hope, fingers crossed, uh, to a more like inclusive, just like as a, it's a team party rather than you know, the antics of of olden days. We'll call that. Um. But when I was playing junior, I just come back from playing in college and at Colby College, and uh, there was a big debate, heated debate on our team. We had one rookie, one rookie, and then me. And so the team was like, "Do you? We're gonna you're you're a rookie." And I sat there looking at them, and you know, I just turned twenty one, and I was like, "I'm not. Do not in any way, shape, or form try anything." Well, what's your vote on that now? Already played in college, but hadn't played a game with junior. Is that a rookie? I don't know. Yeah, it's a pickle, right? I don't know what that would be. That is a good question. I would I would say no. I want I give you the benefit of the doubt and say you're not a rookie, although probably are a rookie. Though. But imagine this. This is what I said. Now, this was, at the time, keep in mind, I was 20 or 21. And looking back on it, this is a preposterous thing to say. Um, but I think my comparison was like, if a player starts in the NHL and then goes to the AHL, are they a rookie? If they've played a game in the NHL before they play a game in the AHL, are they an AHL rookie? That's a good argument. Uh, I'll give you that one. That is a good uh, that is a good argument. So I have to, uh, based on that, I would say no. That's what you you were you would not be a rookie. Um, yeah, rookie parties. I hope for the well, sake of the children, for the sake that, yeah, that it's it's different. I would been a rookie twice, uh, junior junior B and junior A. Um, like I said, can't tell any of those stories because obvious reasons. Um, I don't know when the statute of limitations ends, but I'm sure, I'm sure it has not, but yet um, it's, it's more just like, I mean, and again, I'm always fine saying this, sorry, I'm cutting off, but I'm always saying that like historically, uh, hockey culture has been far from perfect. Uh, and I think that's important to always point out that like, you know, it should be striving to be much more. Uh, yeah, and so like I like, I, like I said, I'm con- I'm cautiously off. I like I was treated really well. And rookie parties are like fun. Yeah, and they're not actually fun. They're not like pure hazing, or it's like you know everyone's doing silly things and not like serious life damaging things that we yeah. just have to do. Um, that kind of really, not really, just 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 it, it sucks a lot. Yeah. So I'm glad that the game is changing. I know in college they're very, 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 strict. very strict about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very strict, and they should be, and they should be. Yeah, as they 100 should be. And I know some people are like, "Oh, the game's getting soft." But like, yeah, there's a difference between like 
like fun banter and things and then like yeah. full-blown like illegal hazing. call it one of this right like yeah. full-blown like hazing that's not good no um oh man i did have another story it just slipped my uh it slipped my brain what were we talking about before before i cut you off before you cut me off it was just the we had shoe checks getting am i a rookie uh yeah shoe checks was it was it building of shoe checks ah, i can't remember oh boy Junior hockey was just like such a such a blur. Like my, my thing is, I couldn't wait to get out of junior because I just wanted to go to college, and then that again wasn't the right mindset. Like I should have played junior a little bit longer. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any. Oh well, I guess there was one time. So, um, one of the teams I I went to, and I broke all the all the sticks I had broke, and. I was very adamant that I didn't want to have to buy my sticks because I was a starting goalie. I was playing really well. Like the team should buy me sticks. That was my yeah. mindset. And so I broke a stick in warm up and I didn't have sticks. I had to use my goalie partner stick. And mm-hmm. like at the time, I was probably about 6'2 ish. My goalie partner was probably about 5'7. Uh, so did not play very well. Got pulled. Uh, did you like, get off the stick in the middle of the skate? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, that made it way worse. And then so uh, <laughs> when I told the coach, I said, either I have three new sticks in my stall on Monday's practice or I'm just not showing up. I, I got three new sticks, not how the way you should handle things, but I was the guy. So I, That's I really had that kind of pull. Wow. They had that kind of pull, and I got those sticks, and they were sick Sherwood sticks. I remember, those were my favorite sticks. They no. were. Remember when you can get the simple custom Sherwoods and they were just like white with the SWD. Yep. The nine ever loud like color and outline you wanted. That's what I got every year. Got a half dozen of those and it lasted you you don't really get through about four or five months on six of those. So Yeah, you know? and like for half to, they were only like 150 a stick. Like they were I think they were cheaper than that. Honestly, no reason cheaper. They weren't yeah. that now, Jerry, you can get the new latest power stick for like three ninety nine Canadian, which is crazy. That is a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, that is that is a lot of money. Um, hockey is expensive. Turns out it is. Yeah. Uh, I again, this is funny. You lost the story. I just story. I was going to say one more thing, but I think I'll. T- oh, I think kind of wrapping up the idea of junior leagues. And these stories are some of them are fun, some of them are kind of lighthearted, and some of them are you know that's just the way it is. But I think I actually have some advice for boys who are playing junior. I have some. I thought we had some advice for them. Uh, some goalies who are trying to play junior in uh, all kind of different levels of that. So the one thing I wanted to say, and I think this is really important, is depending on where you're playing junior, right? There's so many different levels of junior, and especially in North America. Um, in Canada, we have junior A, B, C. Even within junior A, you know, junior A leagues are pretty different, right? In the U.S., there's tier one, two, three junior A, right? So there's all these different kind of layers to it but i think one of the big things if you're a younger goalie if you're a goalie who's not towards their end of their junior career you're trying to break in you're trying to you're playing in maybe a, a lower league than you want to be or a league that's not as good as you want to be um some advice i genuinely have for those goalies and for goalies out there is that your your job should be to go in there and treat it pretty seriously still enjoy yourself still have fun but ultimately your goal if you want to keep playing at the next level is to spend as little time in those Right. And that doesn't mean you don't not going to play there for a year sometimes too, but go in there and understand that that is part of the mentality. Right. Would you agree, Jamie? 
No, I, I agree. And the thing is, junior hockey, is, it's, it's so fun. I know we only have, like, negative stories, but it actually is, like, <laughs> it, it is so it's much fun. Like, especially when you graduate from high school and you don't have to go to school and you can just play hockey. You kind of get that taste of, like, what it's like to almost be a pro. And it it is, like, it's so fun. And so, I reckon, I know you only played one year at junior. You went to prep school, cake eater. Um, but I... I <laughs> uh, Hold on. What did you say that? <laughs> but... Um, for someone like a junior veteran as myself, <laughs> I, I absolutely loved it. And like some of the stories and the experiences and the things that you can like relate to the other players that kind of go through a similar stories, whether it's like super long hours on the bus or just like the grind and stuff with it. It's like, those are the memories that you, you get. And there's a ton of good ones. So it is a lot of the good ones we can't really talk about. Uh, but you know, there's just, oh, I think it's, most, it was important. Yeah, like I said, most things, at the end of the day, like this is an, again, always an important PSA and caveats here at Goalie Signs. Um, you know, be responsible, be safe for you and your friends always. Like, and always. on rights for your team. Respect, yeah, respect yourself, respect others, whoever it is. Like, be be good people at the end of the day, right? That's an important caveat. Um, and have fun. But, yeah, I'll, otherwise, I was going to say, the other thing too, and this is something that's important too, especially for younger goalies, right, is... Be aware that some people that are playing on your team who are older, like the 20, 21 year olds, um, some of them are not going to play hockey. Right? If you're somebody who wants to keep going to the next level, you also just you need to be aware of this: is that some of the older veterans on your team are going to finish their junior careers and then not going to keep playing hockey at the next level. And so you want to make sure that you're aligning yourself with people who share your same hockey values. Right? So especially as goalies, it can sometimes be, um, you know. You're differently a, you're a part of the team in a unique way, right? But don't feel like you need to align yourselves up with just go the older guys just because. And I think that's probably something to, to be aware of too, right? Because at the end of the day, I think all, every junior team's good ones and bad ones. We're going to have some older players who are amazing influences and amazing role models, and they're going to have some who aren't, right? And and don't you don't need to try and impress the ones who aren't aren't the role models you want in your team. And that's just the way it is sometimes. Yeah, you always want to try to find those those athletes that are going to build you up. And if you're an older player, a veteran, like you try to build up those young players because, you know, maybe just because your your career is over or whatever doesn't mean that the young guys are. And I think most most guys are are pretty and girls are pretty good at at that. Um, you know, again, it's just making sure that you're finding good influences and that that works for for everything. Um, I was going to leave you on one final story, Ooh. so. This one is not a rookie party, but after our, our rookie party, where I was legally of age to drink alcohol. And important. Important to note. Important to note. And I drank a lot of it. I did not feel good the next day. <laughs> um, and our head coach knew that we had had a rookie party. So we did this drill, and it was um, like the players were all on the hash marks, and the coach would chip in a puck, and it would be a one on no attack. They ship in a new puck and it'd be a two on attack. And they ship in a puck and it'd be a three on attack. And the puck drill, the new puck wouldn't get shipped in until either I covered it or the puck was in the net. Um, I, I threw up on the ice. I threw up on the ice. Um, so, yeah, that not, that's good, but it's, it is what it is. And that's what happens when you have a rookie party. Yeah, man, this guy, could I, my story is not new to these, but this reminded me of something I completely forgot about. Um, 
You know Michael Jordan's flu game? The the infamous flu game? Yeah, I reference it all the time whenever I have the slightest head cold. <laughs> well, there also comes a time, the uh, the Ben Zernick St. Catharines Falcons flu game, where I showed up to the ring sick, being like, oh, thank God the other goalie's playing today. Like, I don't have to go in. We're fine. You're going to get through this. And, like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I had the flu. I was definitely not feeling like I was, you know, the cold shakes and not doing too good. I was like, I'll just sit in the bench. I'll be all right. Show up to the rink and he's not there. Apparently he's sick too, to the point that he didn't show up. <laughs> well, it's a good thing he showed up. It's a good thing I showed up and no one told me. And so we have uh, the U16 goalie up with us who was a really, really, really good goalie. He ended up playing in the OHL a little bit. Um, and so like we were fine. You know what I mean? But uh, I get under the ice and we're not playing a particularly strong team at the time. And so we're, we're expected to win, but big. Jamie, did I let in the first two shots of that game? I bet you did. Sure did. Down 2 nothing, three minutes into the game. Um, and I'm sitting there sweating for a bunch of reasons at this point now. And they were like not great goals. I think at one point I tried a blocker side BH. Uh, uh, yeah. Ever do a blocker side BH? Everyone knows. Well, you know what? Uh, Flu game Ben didn't. So uh, I think the guy came out of the corner. I went into a BH and he uh, faked high and then tucked a five hole and I just peeled it right out of the net. And so... We're down two nothing, and I'm like, this is this could not be worse. Like, I feel absolutely terrible, and now we're losing. My team proceeded to score 18 straight goals. You won 18-3. We won 18-2. But in the second period, I threw up in the corner. <laughs> so <laughs> I went out for a little skate, and it just like it just came out of nowhere. And I was like, hey, and so if you're sick, you gotta get it out of you. So I think I, you know, it might have been 17, but yeah, we scored like 17 or 18 straight goals in junior hockey. And I didn't play the third period, and I think my stat line ended up like 11 of 13. <laughs> That's actually insane that you guys scored that many goals. I also remembered what that story was that I was talking about. So I went to a goalie camp with a goalie, mm-hmm. and. What he had done was, in order, he had he was wearing a brown chest protector, and those were sick chest protectors, by the way. Yeah, back when, like, I, I don't know if browns still exist, but Might not. they were kind of like, think of if you don't know, they were like kind of like the Kineskis of chest protectors today. Like, only the coolest guys had brown, like Bobrovsky had a brown. It was, it was sick. Um, I think the only and, custom orders was the- yeah, like only custom orders. And they, like, you know, they had pads and stuff, but no one really wore the pads. It was just chest protectors. Yeah. And, uh, and Oh yeah, pants. The pants are pretty good. And so what he had do- did to help reduce um, rebounds popping off of his chest, he had taken memory foam, like two or three inch memory foam, and cut it in the triangle and put it over his sternum. And so it would absorb it off that. And we ended up playing against him. And uh, we ended up winning the game. But in my brain, I had said, if we were going to lose... I was go- ever losing. I was going to tell the refs that he was cheating <laughs> and getting kicked out of the game because I, I didn't knew that. And actually, uh, when it comes to cheating in junior hockey, um, I don't, did. Don't do it. Oh, I was. Oh gosh. Oh boy. Oh, I did. Went don't do it. I didn't cheat. I want that. Don't do it. Okay. So I, I did in two ways. Um, when I went for the BCHL to the OJ, the BCHL didn't require you to wear a neck guard, and I didn't like wearing a neck guard. Um. I did later on in my career, but in junior, I was wearing a dang. I always wore a dangler, so I didn't want the neck guard. Um, so what I had my dad do was what we did was we took 
an old neck guard just so it had that little like that like the nail line yeah the yeah. nail logo that said it was like certified and sewed it the tiniest bit over the collar of my chest protector and so if i rap looked i had it and there was a few times where teams were like he does not work a neck guard and i'd be like look i've got one uh but i also i was wearing a reebok premier two chest protector the gray one yeah. um and I didn't like the way the shoulders sat. So I remember this. I I might have been your old chest protector. It was. That's it was. Yeah, it was your old chest protector. And we, I cut off the shoulder floaters mm -hmm. and we taped them on top of my shoulder floaters. So my shoulders, there's got to be a photo somewhere. My shoulder floaters were absolutely massive. They were so I was here. They were like in my ears, like just like a J prime JS Jaguar yeah. when he had the wood blocks keeping his chest protector up. But yeah, I, I had double shoulder floaters um, in junior hockey. Actually, I was drafted to the NHL wearing double shoulder floaters. Should I have been drafted? I don't know. I was betting the rules quite a bit. Although I don't think the rules were set. There were no rules really at that time. I don't think when it came to chest protector dimensions, like that would have pro, that's like a pro only thing, you know? I have never in any circumstance, like in junior hockey, would imagine that a ref had the ability to evaluate goaltending equipment size. Like that just feels like such an abstract thing to put on a referee in junior hockey. Like I'm sure neck guard for sure they they that's fine. But like, yeah, but I mean, look, I didn't wear a neck guard at all. This is I mean, this is the other story. I didn't wear a neck guard at all or so I wore no neck guard and I wore no dang. Which this is a PSA to everyone. You should probably wear wear both, honestly. Um, and I would I'm recommend. A big, I'm a big dangler guy. Yeah, I am now. And I would also recommend if you're if you're not wearing a dangler, you have to be wearing, essentially, like a memory foam or Kevlar neck guard. Like, there's no if and or buts. Don't be like yeah. me. In in junior, the Kova. Kova makes good ones. Yeah, I have Ural neck guard. Or I have Ural neck guard still. I have a Maltese that you gave me. Uh, oh yeah, because Maltese. I didn't like the Maltese, and I, I didn't yeah. remember giving that to you. Yeah, I like I like that. I wore it in college. Um, but I remember in junior, I wasn't wearing anything. And we were doing like a one-on-one drill and like our forward walked over and like probably like high slot and, or, you know, it's a one-on-one drill. So our defenseman's kind of just reaching and like at the last second, the guy, our shoot forward releases it. And the last second, the D-man just like sticks his stick out, probably like six feet from the puck release. So you pick up one of the lease and then it hits a stick. And I remember it coming straight into my throat, like dead Adam's apple straight. All you heard was this dull thud. And then all of a sudden I can't breathe. Like, well, I can't breathe at all. No air is entering my neck. Like no air is going into my lungs. And I like escaped to the bench. And uh, Jamie and I played for the same coach. Uh, and he was great in this situation. But we played for the same coach. And I have never seen him like scared before. He was very intense, like a very, very intense coach and very passionate. But I never seen him scared. And like the look on his face as I like, I like yard sailed my hands, my gloves, and just like skated to the bench. So I was like, we have to call the ambulance. Like, I'm getting off yeah. the ice. Like, like, I'm dead. This is the end of my life. But within, like, I don't know, two minutes, like, I can pretty sure I just turned completely pale. Like, I was, like, blocking. You know, I like, could not get air in. And, you know, my throat eventually, I guess, kind of opened back up or something. But that was, that's my PSA. This is the safety PSA. Safety PSA. Wear a neck guard or dangler. Wear a dangler. Or yeah. Like, just. Ideally, both. Yeah, I really don't. I to anyone who says that they can't see with a dangler on, you're not wearing. It's not. I talk to kids you're all the time. It's not the dang. It's the style. They're like, it looks bad. I'm like, maybe, but also like, 
you can behind. play with so much more freedom not having to drop your chin also like dropping your chin ruins your vision so you see a lot of goalies that don't wear danglers have horrible tracking because they just drop their chin to protect themselves rather than watching the puck but anyways i digress um Okay, Ben, we've got long enough. Any final stories that you have to throw out before we wrap up this pod? No, I'm going to double down on what I said before, which I think is the least fun part of this in terms of like fun stuff. But be good people. Um, be safe and, and support people. If you're getting ready to play junior, you're playing junior, you've played junior, whatever it sounds like, right? Just remember, remember that. That's one of the big things. Be a good person. Support people. Be safe. That includes on the ice, off the ice, all that jazz. Jamie? Uh, ben covered it. Thanks for listening, watching. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share it with a friend. Uh, let us know what you think of the new intro. Um, hopefully you like it. If you want us to change it, I'm probably not going to because it takes a lot of time to edit these things. And because I do all the editing work myself, um, I'll take all the responsibility, but I also will take all the praise. So thanks everyone for listening. We'll see everybody next week. Until next time. 